Glory to Jesus Christ. Good to be back home with you. When we opened the holy doors, I saw how thin we were. I thought, oh my goodness, what did Father James say? But it sounds like he, he had a wonderful uh, experience here, and um, you've impressed him greatly. He just thinks this is an amazing parish. We are an amazing parish. It's because we're, we love our faith and we want to live it to the fullness. We're not minimalists by the slightest means. This weekend, I was at the Alive in Christ camp as a vocation director. We had a camp for boys 7 to 17 and their fathers. And it was a wonderfully attended camp. And the camp is made up of physical activities such as uh, volleyball competitions, soccer games, all kinds of things. It's made up of talks. It's made up of a lot of liturgical services. And then each team, the boys are put into teams and, and they're competing for points for the team of honor at the end of the camp. And this year the team of honor was St. Sabas, the team Sabas. It started Thursday afternoon when all the campers arrived. And by Friday evening at Compline, they were all exhausted. And so it was time for Compline and the anointing of the sick, and then the boys would go to bed. And this particular night, Father Michael O'Loughlin was a celebrant for Compline. And at the end of the service, I was in the back so I could kind of watch what's happening with the boys. And I noticed as the younger boys were sent to bed, the 7 to 10-year-olds, they go to bed at a different time than the older boys do. Two of the boys came up to their dad and gave him a big hug. Kissed, and dad kissed them on the foreheads and sent them to bed. I thought to myself, well, isn't that nice, that bonding that developed? The next morning, when it was time for breakfast, I happened to sit with the same father at the breakfast table. And the boys, they sit in their teams, but the dads, they sit with the dads at their designated tables. And the dad shared with me what, had ha what was going on. I didn't ask him. He just brought it up. He says, you know, when we wanted to come to the camp, I was telling the boys, all right, we're going to go to the camp. And they go, I don't want to go. It's boring. And on and on as children would do. But by that evening, they both came up to their dad and said, thank you for making us go. Thank you for making us go. They were having a wonderful experience. They were having an experience of God that at their age they can't articulate. But they experienced that through the relationship they were having with one another, with the clergy that were present, and with their father. Thank you for making us go. I hope you did not come here today because you had to come. Because you had to fill some precept, some, some law that was written that you had to go. Because that puts coming to church at the level of a pharisaical level that we're just following an order. So if you came just because you had to, your experience is going to be flat. But if you came here because you want an encounter, then you're having one. If you came here, you experienced Christ as He sent the multitudes away after feeding the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. Have you come here to have an encounter with Christ who sent His disciples, the 12 apostles, in the boat to the other side? Did you come here to encounter the one who went up by Himself to pray, 
all the while knowing that he sent the little church, at that time just the twelve, in one boat out into an upcoming storm. He knew the storm was coming, but he sent them out anyway. He didn't rebuke it before they left. He let them go. He went up to pray. If you've come here, you've come here to encounter the one that knows that it is only by the challenges and difficulties in life do we grow. Do we grow in our faith? Do we grow in our relationship with God? He knew the storm was coming. But it was only through experiencing this storm when they come to a deeper understanding of who he was. But he did it in baby steps. Earlier in Matthew's Gospel, we hear about another storm, only this time he was actually in the boat, sleeping on a cushion. The storm raged. They said, we're sinking, we're dying, or we're perishing, you've got to do something. He calmed the storm, Jesus did. And they said, who is this that even the wind and seas obey? But on this storm, he let them go out there, knowing that they were going to experience the same thing. Only having now spent some time with him, they would have a little better of understanding of who he was. Is this who you came to meet today? Did you come here to meet the one that wanted them to know that he was always with them by walking on the water? Did you come here to meet the one when they were crying out, when they thought they saw a ghost, he said, get a hold of yourself? It is I. Don't be afraid. It's interesting in the Greek text, we have in the English, it is I, but in the Greek text, it's ego, I mean, I am the divine name. Get a hold of yourself. I am who am. Don't be afraid, is what he's saying. Did you come here today to experience the God that is allowing us to try to grow and make steps in our growth, even when we're not really ready for it, as was Peter? Jesus didn't say, Peter, come to me, as if you're ready. Peter said, bid me to come to you. Okay, come. Out he goes. He doesn't last very long. He takes his attention away from our Lord. He starts thinking, it is my power that does this. And perceives how strong the wind and waves are and begins to sink. Did you come here today to meet the one who says, when we cry out, save me, Lord, he grabs a hold of us. And said, why are you, do you falter? Don't be afraid. Our Lord has told us throughout the scriptures that things are going to be tough, right? John's gospel. Do, though in the world you're going to have trouble, but don't be afraid. I have conquered the world. But he does say constantly, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Get a hold of yourself. Because he knows it's in the challenges in our lives that we grow. Because there's no growth when we're sitting in our Barker lounger on Easy Street. Every athlete knows that there's no growth unless you're competing against somebody who's a little better than you. You have to be challenged. In sports, we have to be challenged in the spiritual life. And we come here today to grow in prayer, which is that constant calm union with God. 
Our prayer is that constant union with God that keeps us focused, keeps us anchored in His eternal presence. And having been so anchored, we can withstand all the um, sudden upturnings in our lives, the challenges and storms that awake, the daily activities. If we stay focused, we won't be drawn down. We won't be dragged down. Have you come here to get today to meet the one who is love? The one who gave us all these things so that we can grow in faith and we can grow in union, communion with God. After the resurrection, they were in a boat again. Only this time Peter recognized him at the catch of the fish and he dove into the water. The first time he was motivated by fear. The second time after the God, after the resurrection by faith. Let our motivation be by faith, supported by prayer. We have an experience in this life, in our liturgical services and in the Eucharist, that we did not have in the prelapsarian state, in the state before the fall, before we had the garment of skin. In the garden, we could walk with God, talk with God, but we did not have communion as we have today. That only came about as a result of the incarnation. And he has come here to give us this life in himself, where we and our Lord are one. But we only grow to a deeper understanding of this when we're tried by fire, as St. Paul would say. Christ is the foundation, and each of us are trying to build up the church, build up the body of Christ, but our works are going to be judged by fire. Are they works of gold and silver and gems, or are they wood and hay and straw? I hope you've come here today not because you had to, but because love drove you here. Because you wanted an encounter with God. And if you came here with an earnest desire to have an encounter with the one you love, the one who created you, then I assure you, you are having it. It may not feel like it, but it is impossible not to be affected in this liturgical service or by our prayers if our heart is longing for that union. Our Lord puts us out into the storm. But He told us today through His actions that even in the storm, I am with you. And at times He will tell us, get a hold of yourself. I am. Be not afraid. Have you come here for law or have you come here for love? If you came for love, you will experience in a deep way. Yes, you may not be able to articulate anything now while well, I'm tired. Father's talking a long time. It's hot in the church. But nonetheless, you have been affected. Because he wants that same union with you as he did with his twelve that he sent out into that storm. Did you come here for an encounter? Did you come here for love? 